Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. I'm an addict and alcoholic. This is a show for other addicts and alcoholics and also for their families and for anyone who knows us. If this is your first time listening, we have over 300 episodes in the bank. You can go back and listen to all of them. If you can't get to a meeting right now, which is completely understandable, you can go back and listen to any of our episodes. Please do. We welcome you. And if you like what you hear, please rate, subscribe, and like us because it makes me happy. gives me a reason to wake up tomorrow. This is part three in my three-part series with Mike, the sugar-free man, Collins, who is pretty much a sugar expert, and we've been having great conversations. So if you've missed the first two episodes, I highly suggest you go back and check those out right now before you listen to our final one. In this episode, we discuss tools on how to deal with sugar addiction. Join the conversation. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. I know it's so funny, like people do like temporary solutions to a permanent problem. You know, like I know a lot of quote unquote normal people who do um, dry January or like sober October and just a month. And I'm like, how would that help? Like if I was really drinking and using, like how would a month off of it help? I would just say with sugar. Like if you don't don't eat it for a month and you go back to eating it, you're going to be right where you left off. Well, it's so funny that you say that because that's my biggest complain about what's going on out there. They have these challenges, right? But they don't give them the tools to do it for day 31 through the rest of their life, you know, they're, or day 22. I mean, they give a 10 day challenge or 21, you know, and then like, it's almost like binge eating in a lot of ways because you restrict really severely for a certain period of time. And then you go binge again. What good is that going to do you? Makes it worse too. Makes it worse. Makes it. I think so too. I totally think so too. That and like the whole fasting craze. It's like you're going to put that weight back on the minute you eat. Exactly. <laughs> Don't eat that, for you know, it's, it's funny because real true sugar addicts and food and flour and sugar addicts, they can't fast in the early days because they have to have regularity of blood sugar because they're just setting themselves up for a huge binge if they try and go 12 or 15 hours or 20, forget about 24, you know. Right. So yeah, so there's just stuff you learn along the path. So. Out of curiosity, is there anything at all dangerous in any way to just stopping sugar cold turkey if you eat a lot of it? Well, that's an excellent question. You know, um, I always like to say, you know, there's probably no doctor in the world that's going to say, yeah, you know, a little less sugar is going to not going to hurt you much. But I'm going to tell you that I have had some experience with people where the withdrawals are very seriously real. I mean, and most of it's, um, I don't want to say in your head, but most of it is like depression anxiety, worry, fear. It's like, you know, sugar gave you this overall comfort feeling, you know, it's like, that's why we call it comfort food. And so, you know, and when, when you take that away, now the people I find that have these issues are people that are two and 300 pounds overweight, probably had this problem in the womb and they've never had a day in their life without sugar or flour products. They were overweight kids. Um, and so it's almost like you go into some sort of weird shock and then they go looking for SS true SSRIs. You know, they try and get to go to a doctor and get a prescription because they think on day 15 when they're off of sugar and caffeine and they're like, ah, they're like, they can't even, they're whacked literally from not having sugar because they've never not had it. 
that's where the danger comes in. But physically, not really. There's not a lot of um, problems that can arise in that way. In that way. Right. So it's but more psychologically, on. you're you're not feeling good. Right. You know, this is what you're going back to. This is why you re-ingest. This is why people use again is because they cannot stand or they have a life to live, kids to raise, meetings to go to. They can't, they don't have time for withdrawals right now. They don't have time for the low self-esteem, the anxiety, the depression, which is very real because you're, what happens, I think I said this, but it, 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 the scientific part is your dopamine uh, receptors are thinned out. There's, you actually have less of them. And then when you, when you stop manually manipulating them with sugar, they're healing, they're resting, and they will eventually come back, but it doesn't happen overnight. It took you 30 years, 20 years to get into this thing, and now you've got to slowly rebuild. I call it an entire brain rehab. You know? Right. You're, yeah, you've got to eat well, hydrate well, do some – we don't exercise for weight loss. We exercise to get some dopamine to get a little bit of a boost so you're not so you can sleep at night and that kind of thing and start that rehab process. So yeah, it's mostly um it's mostly mental I don't want to say mental, that's not right, but it mostly like it feelings of just terror. You just feel shitty, really. I mean Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I learned that. I, that's why I learned uh, about anhedonia, the first one of the first right. It's a, that's a great word one. and that yeah, it's like 90 days of no light at the end of the tunnel. And if I wasn't in a lockdown treatment facility, I definitely would have used. You no, know? I got to start using that word more and, and, and explaining to people what it means. Because that is, they, you know, if you look at uh, PAUSE, post-acute withdrawal syndrome, that, if this yep. is what it is. And especially there's a very mature group that we've created on the caffeine side. And I think a lot of some of them are still using caffeine, but the... With the pause, the ana, say that word again. I can anhedonia. Anhedonia is real for months, for months, months. Yeah. Like these people do, you know, six, seven cups of coffee a day, and then and sugar too, and then they quit, and all of a sudden they're like, life's not worth living, and it's just, and then finally, because the group is mature, they get to the other side and they say, holy shit, the sun just came out, you right. know, and, and they're like, I cannot believe this that I could feel this good. Yeah. And so that is so, I mean, and it sounds weird coming from an insider, somebody who sees this day in and day out, that the average person seems to be able to do three or four Starbucks a day and donuts and Mars bar. You know, they're able to seemingly do all this, but you don't know what um, chemicals they're taking to counterbalance that, whatever the SSRIs or self-medicating with alcohol, you know. You don't know what they're doing. So it's, yeah, it's a, again, we're early. It's early in societal understanding of all this. It really is. Right. That's good. It's like, it's anything I feel like that has the one day at a time approach and that it will get better if you stick with it approach. You know, people yeah. don't have to stick with it because it yeah. does, you know, same with everything. And they're, you know, with our attention spans have gotten a little shorter and they're not really no. willing to, to stretch. They're not really willing to wait that time out to keep, you know, walk every day, drink good water, eat, sleep well, exercise, you know, that, that'll get you feeling really good after a while. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, my, because when I got sober, my doctor told me, he's like, you absolutely, because of your liver, have to exercise for 45 minutes a day. And I didn't want to, but I noticed like even now, like, cause I can't go to the gym. So I have to find another way to exercise. But when I don't, I don't sleep well. I'm agitated. 
Yeah. You know, like I'm, I just, yeah, I, I need to clear my head. Yeah. No, I am addicted to walking. I mean, on the third day, I am ready to bite somebody's head off and I'm, you know, I got to, you know, I need that. I mean, if you want to reduce it right to science, I need, I need a little hit of dopamine or serotonin. I needed to have, I need to have, look, I mean, we walked all the time back in the day. We evolved 10 million years to be walking and be moving. So we probably felt pretty good back then, you know? Yeah. So now the sedentary lifestyle is not, not, uh, and, and ultra processed food just didn't work out. Like the ultra processed food came from K rations in world war two. Right. And then the men came home and the companies had nothing to do with the, all the machinery. And so they started selling Betty Crocker and all this other processed stuff and cans and they had cans of beans and cans. So they started selling in the supermarkets more and it just exploded it's clear that this experiment has failed. Yeah. <laughs> this experiment in human evolution has failed. <laughs> I think so. Yep. <laughs> and they started adding all, in the 70s and 80s when high fructose corn syrup hit the diet, you can see the graph go, I don't know if it's which way I'm going, up and to the right. You know, it's like as the obesity rate climbed, so did the um, high fructose corn syrup in the diet. It's, it's one-to-one ratio. It just... They're identical. The graphs are identical. Right. I mean, this mystery that everyone's obese or the third of the population is obese and a third overweight, two thirds total. It shouldn't be so, such a mystery, really. Oh, no. I'm yeah. from the South. My, my family still lives in the South. So I, I know what, where, you know, where they say the most obese people in the world are. I know what they eat because I see Alabama, them. Alabama, Mississippi, yeah. Yeah, ironically, the grocery store is called the Piggly Wiggly, and it's a picture of a pig. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, it's so funny. I'll see somebody with, I'll see somebody I can't even see around the person, and they'll literally have something like lard in the, in the shopping cart, and I'm like, I didn't even know people ate lard, and it, like, I didn't even think that was a thing that still existed. Uh, lard. It's hard to watch for the kids for me, you know, because they we, they don't have to choose. They don't get to choose their own food. They don't buy their own food. Yeah. And, you, and the kids are, you know, kids are mean. They don't know. And, you know, when you grow up and, you know, kids are bugging you about being fat or overweight, it's hard, you know. And, and, and like a third of kids are like that now or more, you know. It's, it yep. hurts. It hurts them. Oh, I know. Super hurtful. And especially when the parents just like give them stuff like that. I had kind of the opposite upbringing because we came from the South where I was allowed to eat all the sugar I wanted. We moved to California. My mom immediately turned healthy, you know, and all of a sudden it's like my, my chicken's no longer fried. (laughs) I'm looking at like, what is this foreign thing on my plate? You know, like, so it took me a while, but my mom was very adamant, you know, with the no sugar and we ate at places in LA, like follow your heart and ate a lot of vegetarian food and. I remember tasting carob for the first time and being right. like, this is the grossest thing. This is not chocolate. <laughs> no, it so isn't. But no, I think it's like for anybody who wants to feel better, especially people who have been COVID eating or COVID drinking or doing whatever they have during this pandemic, I think like a gift to give yourself would be to like try another way. You know what I mean? Like do 90 and 90 like we do in AA. Yeah. Yeah. Just try it. Yeah, that's why I call it the gift of 90 days. It's the same thing as the, you know, modeled after the 90 and 90. And that most, no, there's no one that I've actually had success with getting past 90 days that wants to go back. Now, yeah. occasionally people will relapse or slip or whatever, but nobody, their skin is clear, their weight is down, their brain fog. That's the main thing. We didn't talk much about this, but the brain fog that is created, you know, the, the, um, 
clears completely. You know, it's like you're feeling, you, you, you can think better, literally process better, make decisions better. Um, people say to themselves, I didn't realize I could feel so good. And so, yeah, they got to get that 90 and, you know, they got to, right. they got to, they got to, and look, I mean, <laughs> this is a part, this is kind of a tough one for me to say, but it's so real. And the, the people that invented the treatment centers for anorexia and bulimia, and even to some level binge eating, you know, they believe that you can moderate this, these things, right? They believe that you can moderate and you should moderate. They refeed anorexics with sugar and flour. And, you know, they have binge eaters try and, and try and eat moderate, you know, moderate amounts of it. And the reality is, is some people are addicts. They're, 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 this, this is a substance use disorder, like heroin and alcohol. It's on the other side of the fence. So, you know, and I love one of my uh, people on the summit said, bulimia and anorexia are process addictions, like gambling and sex and work. You know, they're process addictions, whereas you know, actual true food addiction or sugar addiction is a substance use disorder like alcoholism or heroin or something. And that so makes so much sense to me. And I like to bring that out in, in audiences that are, you know, would be interested in an addiction podcast because hopefully it makes sense to folks, you know, mm -hmm. it makes sense that the possibility exists that we got some strong sheep now. <laughs> I mean, this is some, this fructose stuff is really strong and really affects your brain chemicals and that there are scientists on the other side of the fence trying to make sure that you are addicted to this stuff and stay addicted to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like alcohol back in the day. Yeah. I mean, there, I think cocaine was even like that at, at oh, some point, you know? It was in Coca-Cola, sure. Right. So listen to this. <laughs> this is the sad part. So, Four days ago in, on CNN, an article came out that the Coke and Pepsi and the big sugar and big processed foods folks spend three times the advertising dollars in black and Hispanic neighborhoods to black and Hispanic children. They spend a billion dollars a year and that they um, that black and Hispanic children see three times the amount of advertisements that white children see. So in essence, they're trying to addict this population to these sugar-laden products, right? Oh so they're God. starting Dark them young. Hit. Yeah, they're starting them young. And that's just, that's freaking criminal. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just criminal. One day it will be. I really think one day it will be, you know? like In, in our lifetime. It might be. Yeah. In our lifetime. I believe there will be a turn, turning point. Like the litigation for the tobacco companies right. caused such a, you know, an uproar that we went from like 45% smokers to lower than 14 today. So... Because people realize, I mean, you couldn't buy that kind of good press, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're suing the states. They're suing everybody, you know? Exactly. It was all That's over the news for like three years. That's <laughs> right. I know. Well, Mike, thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything you want to plug or anywhere you can direct our listeners to go to find you and to find more information or to join a group or, you know, anything so that they can get involved in this? Yeah, sugaraddiction.com is the best place to go. Um, everything's there. Everything's there. We have a big yellow book. You'll see it's, uh, it's, it's free to download. It's my story and kind of the stuff we've been talking about. Um, great, you know, great read on if you're, if you're interested in this. Uh, we have a quiz there, but the quiz is like, if you already made it to sugar, heard this podcast, made it to sugaraddiction.com, you don't need to take the quiz. Right. So, <laughs> but also, we, we got a 30-day challenge, which I, I would recommend to anybody that's serious. Um, 
it's uh, 30 days, you get a video every day, we get a big group, we get Zoom meetings. I mean, we got a little whole infrastructure. So jump in there. We're trying to build a place where people, where this is not considered weird. This is even for recovering folks that it's okay to be a sugar addict. I got this saying that stole it from the food groups. We come for the vanity and we stay for the sanity, right? It's like, oh, I like that. Right? It's like people think they need, well, most people come to lose weight. Right. right. They, they want to lose the, the white stuff, the flour and the sugar. But then they realize that, man, I'm just feeling better and, and I'm, you know, things are working out for me. And, and just like anybody gets in recovery, their life gets better. So, yeah, exactly. And that's why we stay. Yeah, well, for sure. Thank you so much for being on Radio Rehab, Mike. I can't, well, I can't. I loved it. Really Man, that was a great episode. conversation. I really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, it was for me too. It was oh. for me too. And I think it will be for our listeners. Thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That's a wrap for Mike Collins. That's the end of our three-part series with him. It was so great having him on the show. I really appreciate all of his efforts and all of his knowledge. Remember to check our show notes for links on everything that Mike talked about and how you can contact him. Stick around for our weekly deuce coming up at the end of the week. If you want to be on the show or you know anyone who should be on the show, please contact us. The email is radio rehab at gotoproductions.com. That's go-to-productions.com. You can also call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio. And on all the socials, it's at Radio Rehab Dana, D-A-Y-N-A. Thank you for listening. Keep coming back.